People's Patriot Project. We got your six at six. I am Andrea Eichmann, and I'm here to get us started tonight. Um, we do this every week. Uh, it's a weekly live show, and then we turn it into a podcast. We call it We Got Your Six at Six Patriot Playtime, uh, and you can find it everywhere. Just, just actually, really, just Google it. But look for um, Heroes Media Group. That's where you can find our original platform. Um, it is the eighth of January, and we are here to share a new guest and a new musician. And then we're gonna talk about good things and probably some not so great things that are happening in the world these days. Um, we've got Joey McNutt of Hinderless 22. Um, he's got a big mission. He's gonna share his reasons and his purposes for this mission. And then we've got Cody who we met down in Nashville, gosh, almost two years ago. Um, Cody's got a new experience for us. It's gonna be pretty amazing and we can't wait to share these guys. Um, so stick around and hear their stories. Before we do get started tonight, though, we're going to ask that you take off your hats, cover your heart, and stand, if you can, as we do the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, and with justice for all. And I think I kind of clipped it in there with liberty and justice for all. I might be nervous. Oh, here we are. It's like my first night. It's awesome. Hey, guys. We got it. <laughs> hey. Hello. We got Joey down. Oh, good. You guys got your names on there. Very good. We got Tammy here. Oh, do I, I think have an echo. I have to do a quick reset, Miss Eichmann, because I'm okay. getting you double. I'll be back. All right. We'll run with it here real quick. We are We the People, the People's Patriot Project, and this is our weekly show. We got your six at six Patriot Playtime. And as Andrea had already uh, mentioned, we got Mr. Uh, McNutt, Joey McNutt with Hinderless 22. 
been seeing amazing stuff. You'll see his stuff uh, primarily TikTok, but out in the uh, Facebook world uh, sharing his mission. Good to have you here, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. And we're excited here. And this is this is one of those catch-22 type conversations only because it's great that there's a mission. There's great that there's boots on the ground. But what got us here is a tragic, tragic story. And uh, our heart goes out to you. And uh, and we'll hear more about that here in a couple couple conversations. Uh, Cody Holm, good to have you, brother. Um, we know him. We met him down in Nashville. May 2000, oh my gosh, was that 2019 already? Um, I, I think 2020, it was. I think. I think it, it was, might was, be. No, it could have been 2020. It could have been. I. It was probably just post come out of your cave opportunity, and uh, we got the chance to come and hang with uh, um, several artists down at the Bold Patriot in Nashville, and uh, – we met Mr. Cody Holm, and uh, you will horn. I'm sorry, not Holm, horn, 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 horn. Um, yeah. And we do have. I'm going to be. Here's our official announcement. There was a small mix-up in uh, in our guests tonight, uh, and uh, that's okay. Uh, we know Cody, and we know his mission, and we know his life stance, and it's uh, we're excited to have him, and we'll get all those other pieces fixed. Miss Eichmann, you're back. If we can have you turn your microphone, there we I'm go. I'm sorry. Yes, sorry. First of the year, new job. I, I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with being the new girl. <laughs> you are not sticking with me. You've been doing this for too long. <laughs> I was um, saying I have a lot of Cody's in my phone. I apologize. That was my bad. A couple of them don't have last names, so. I'm glad you can yeah, sing. That'll, <laughs> that'll mix you up real fast. <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> Mr. Iozio, good to see you, brother. If you remember the trick, we'll get that up here real quick. Uh, Mr. Allen, good to – or Mr. Franklin, the guy with three uh, first names. I always love those guys. Um, <laughs> Gerilyn, thanks for being around. Nice. Love it. And the the amazing Miss Schroeder here with us every weekend doing the amazing things she does behind the scenes for the People's Patriot Project. And Jonathan Crochet checking in. Uh, good to see you, brother. That's my buddy um, right there. <laughs> he's doing some training tonight. Uh, normally you've seen Jonathan and the Bourbon Battle Buddies on our weekly show and uh, doing things in our network. And uh, he's doing some training tonight. So as for the night off, love having the, the man on here. And uh, Mr. Revels, good to have you here, brother. That's the yeah, new name for us. Awesome. 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 Miss um, Eichmann, what do we got in the news? I got to tell you, uh, next weekend, and we'll probably say this a couple more times, but we have got Rob Knowlton musician who we met in just this last time down in uh, Nashville. He actually went up on stage um, in a couple of our events. And then, um, and his wife, Tina, I have to mention her, such a sweet, a great couple. And then this new person to me, and so I might have a couple Caleb's in my world as well, but this is Caleb Huss and he is with a Wounded Warrior Guide Service up in northern Minnesota. And so they do Lake of the Woods trips, big, it's, it's a lot of fishing, hunting, um, and then like some 
believe that's winter. We're not doing, I'm not doing a winter trip, but some winter trips. Um, and we're going to probably do a few things with them. So Caleb is the, uh, the dude on fire right now. That's how I'm going to say it. So he'll be with us next week. Tell us about that. Um, Mark is putting a bunch of stuff up there. I went and looked for some things that are happening this week. Uh, so January 9th, is that tomorrow? That's tomorrow. It is National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. So if you have a police officer, uh, any any Leo or related job as a, in your in your family or a friend group, um, this is a great time to show all these officers that we we understand how difficult their jobs are. It's really important to show all these officers how much we understand their difficult work and we appreciate the sacrifices and the risks that they take every day. Um, and then the 11th, so Wednesday. Um, we added this one. We had a, a guest quite some time back. Um, relentless. Um, anyway, so National Human Trafficking Awareness Day is Wednesday on January 11th. And this is to um, raise the awareness of the persistent issue of human trafficking. Uh, and though January is recognized um, as nat National Slavery and Human Tracking Prevention Month, um, the 11th is specifically dedicated to awareness and prevention of this illegal practice. Um, there's also World Day established by the United Nations Worldwide Recognition and Awareness Day. Um, January 14th, and I added this one in, this is Ratification Day. This is when the United States commemorates the ratification of the Treaty of Paris by the Confederation, Confederation Congress, which ended the Revolutionary War and established America as an independent nation. Boom. That doesn't mean we were all of a sudden just our own thing. We had a long ways to go to put, I say we, I guess, you know, the United States had a long ways to go to put all their poop in a group and get it rolling. So just barely over 200 years ago um, mm. since we started rolling. So that is what I've got for our goods this week. And lighten the load things. We have... Um, Nope. We have a meeting Wednesday. So we have our board meeting. So anyone that's watching, if you have questions, concerns, or you want to share something, or you'd like to volunteer with us Wednesday, we'd like to talk about you. So send me your information and we'll get you all caught up to speed. Um, you know, on that note, on that note, you guys, um, I was rebuilding our email. I don't send out a ton of emails, but if you would like to get like a newsletter a few times a year, uh, just to see what we're up to. And sometimes I send out just notices of our fundraising campaigns. Just, um, you can private message me here or I'll pop my email up in a little bit. Send me your info and I'll put it in there. And I promise if I could sell it, I would because we can use every penny for all the things that we want to do and people we want to help. But I won't sell your emails. I will, um, I will just email you. All right, thanks. I'm done. That's good. We gotta raise money somehow, Miss Eichmann. Maybe that's no, we yeah. haven't we haven't we haven't thought of that one yet. Maybe that's a, the route we should go. I know everyone's so, doing yeah, it, right? I'm pretty sure, considering how many I like unsubscribed from, and now I have a ton of new. Like seriously, so I unsubscribed from what you sent me the first time, and whatever. All so right, since we stopped, we've got some new users. And again, I put up a link up there that shares. If you're coming into the group, sometimes it won't show who you are. It just says Facebook user. Or if you're new to us, it just says Facebook user. There's a link I put up there that says thestreamyard.com 
Uh, you'll see it right there. It doesn't it doesn't give permissions for anything other than those two uh, platforms to talk to each other. Uh, also on our YouTube channel, uh, that's not an amazing channel, but it does have all of our postings on it. Uh, if you're a YouTube expert, we would love for someone to come on board and fix that. We can put some lipstick on that pig, I think, and make it look pretty. Um, and so if, if there's anyone that's got some uh, special talent, time, or treasure, we're always open to that. Why do we do this? Uh, we come here weekly to let and share the story of other nonprofits that have boots on the ground that have a, a mission in the story. And the reason why we're doing this is because I am 100% against the conversation of we need to continue to bring recognition. And tonight's a prime example of that, to be honest with you. Um, the recognition piece needs to be done. Everyone knows the number 22. Everyone knows the number 22. The number is actually, some say 17 to 75. Some are saying 100 a day. The bottom line is we've lost over 6,000 veterans. Veterans, we're not even talking first responders right now. For the last 20 years, 6,000 a year. This is, I told these guys we don't get into political conversation. This isn't really political, but it is a conversation about this is a true, true mental health pandemic. This is true. This is taking lives. This is taking loved ones. These are these are loved ones that we are having a conversation with one day. Don't even know anything's wrong. There are no, and we'll hear the story. Uh, and then the next day, we are wishing that they're still with us. And so, brothers and sisters, this is my plea to you. Uh, get the message out, but also, to remember is not enough. It's one of our mantras, and to remember is not enough. And we have to be boots on the ground, and that's why we are doing what we're doing. Derek Iozio is here with Catch-22. Um, we've got Bobby Crutzinger uh, on. Uh, oh, I got rid of it. Sorry. Uh, we got Bobby, Bobby Crutzinger on here and his wife with uh, Operation Texas Strong. We have many organizations that stop in here and want to spread the word, but it's more than spread the word. They're boots on the ground moving forward trying to protect our most amazing assets, and those are the people that are served. And uh, I can get into that deep, but you know what? I think we need to let our, our guests get into it a little bit. Um, Mr. McNutt. Yes. I've been oh. waiting for this uh, show for a long time. And uh, it's uh, – let's just, let's just rip the Band-Aid off. Why are we here, brother? Well – we're here because I'll give you a little, I'll give you the, the quick rundown of why we even exist. Uh, my brother and I both were veterans. My brother, Ronnie McNutt, 33-year-old Army veteran. We both deal with mental health. Uh, ultimately, uh, his mental health got the better of him. He uh, Actually, the day before, he was great. That afternoon was great. He had just been on a weekend rafting trip, had a great time. Something late that evening triggered his PTSD. Uh, he went into a spiral, and ultimately it, his PTSD caused him to take his own life on social media. And, of course, uh, that was a tragedy for him, a tragedy for us. And once we once we kind of got through that uh, and got everything taken care of, we decided we wanted to do something more. We wanted to take his tragedy, and we wanted to make something positive out of it. And uh, we wanted to do something where – 
hopefully we could keep others from feeling the way he did and other families were going through what we did. So we thought about it. And my brother, he was always a real charitable guy. Uh, he, he was part of a group called the Bearded Villains, North Mississippi chapter. I don't know if you guys have heard of those, those guys. They're a worldwide charity organization. All they do is charity work. Uh, he was a part of those guys, real active in his church, always helping people. Uh, he was a guy that if he looked at you and thought you were having a bad day, he was going to sit there and he was going to talk to you for hours until he was convinced that you was going to be okay. That's the kind of guy he was, always trying to help people. And uh, so we thought, what better way to honor him, honor his memory, keep his legacy alive, than create and hinderless 22, the Ronnie Magnet Foundation. So we, we did that. We started out just giving scholarships. You know, we wanted to give a memorial scholarship. And then we started talking to more people about mental health and doing more mental health area, helping veterans in need. We started with just, you know, basic living supplies because, you know, a lot of, a lot of our veterans, especially our Vietnam-era veterans, you know, they have a hard time making ends meet a lot of that time these days. So we started providing basic necessities. Then we went into uh, service dogs. We do a free service dog, ESA dog program for veterans. Uh, we do everything that we possibly can. Uh, we still do scholarships. We take in veterans on bow fishing trips uh, because the outdoors is great therapy for veterans. And the thing that veterans don't realize a lot of times, I think, is when we go on these outdoor excursions and adventures and you get them together with other veterans, they start talking. They talk to each other about things they won't talk to anybody else about. So in essence, they're basically giving each other therapy. And that camaraderie is what I think a lot of us miss the most once we leave the service. We kind of feel alone because everybody goes different directions. And that's when you start getting, getting uh, the depression starts setting in and you start getting down on yourself. You become uninvolved in things. You quit doing things you wanted to. You detach from everything. And that's what causes the mental health to start taking over your, your thought pattern. And uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but, you know, PTSD is caused by a traumatic event in your life. Well, PTSD actually physically changes the way that your brain functions when uh, you get startled, when you have some issues, it changes the way your, your brain actually functions. So that's why you see so many people get put on all these uh, antidepressants because they produce more serotonin, which is the happy drug. Uh, but medication is... It's not, it's not always the answer. Medication can help, but that's not a cure. So we got to realizing that there needs to be a lot more done. So we started involving the community because not only veterans and first responders get PTSD, but also people in the community. So we involve the community in a lot of things we do. Uh, we just did a big free clothing giveaway to, to a local community. We gave a whole clothing store away for free, uh, you know, just to help them out. And now we're, we're, we're doing something bigger than we ever thought we would. We began work on what we're calling Ronnie's retreat. And what this is going to be, we'll, we'll have tiny homes on it. We're going to have our dog training facility there. We're going to take homeless veterans, uh, domestic violence um, survivors, and others in not so good living conditions. We're going to bring them in, bring them in these tiny homes. We're going to hook them up with an ESA. We're going to have ESA dogs there on, on the property. We're going to have our whole training site there. So they'll have that emotional support animal there as well. Plus, they'll be going through programs, programs like work skills programs, uh, veterans that need their benefits that they, they've never registered for or whatever. 
get those together. Anything that, that they need, we can do. We have an, an actual social worker that works with us and, uh, you know, to take care of those needs. And hopefully what we're, what we're hoping to do is get these veterans into this dog training stuff as well. That way that gives them a purpose. And that purpose is what, what makes them want to wake up every morning. These service dogs, they save lives. ESA save lives. That gives these veterans a purpose. It gives them a reason to keep going, a reason to get up every day. Because they know they have to take care of this animal, and this animal takes care of them. And that's what gets them back into life. That takes them out of survival mode and back into living. And we like to call it a hand up because people don't like to reach out for a handout. So we don't give handouts. We give hand ups. And that's what gets them back out there. We try to put events together to bring veterans together and just anything that we can think of. Because the whole, the whole purpose of what we do is to see that person wake up the next day and keep going. I love it. 100%. We have the conversation constantly about how these are not people that are broken, but they don't need to be fixed. Uh, And so the hand up piece is a great way of approaching that only in the fact that they just need a nudge. They just, it's a moment thing. Um, Love the mission, love the the tenacity, love the drive. Uh, You've got a crew of people that are interested in in the support and pushing them forward. Just love it. And uh, we're not done with our conversation yet. Um, We're going to get a little deeper here in a second, but I want to – Cody's been sitting here patiently doing his thing. Uh, We know you as the opera cowboy. Tell, Tell me more, brother. Yeah, so grew up on a small farm uh, dealing with horses and cattle in Washington State. My grandfather has a ranch, um, 360 acres out in Washington. He used to have about 80 head of cattle. Um, So I grew up having to take care of them. Both my parents were naval aviators, but they were uh, out before I was born, uh, like right before. They they flew in the 90s, uh, and it's still a big part of my, our life because they're now in the commercial sector. So a lot of the times when they were gone at the same time, I would be stuck on the ranch with my grandparents, which not a problem. I loved it. <laughs> um, and then as uh, I grew up, uh, my parents wanted me to get into music to a certain degree. Uh, I started with learning the piano and then I started taking private voice lessons um, when I was in eighth grade because my mom thought I'd be good at it. Um, and so I started taking lessons and I didn't really realize until I was a junior in high school that I could actually do really well with it. I started winning some competitions there and they told me that I have a talent that I should pursue. So I'm pursuing opera as a degree at, uh, at Belmont university here in Nashville, Tennessee. I am going just about to start my second semester of my junior year. And then after Belmont, I'll be going on to do grad school auditions um, and young artist programs. So that's yeah, so you have a pretty broad approach to how you, you do music. Is that, is that true or is that false? Yes. So, um, in a sense, I listen to everything. I am open-minded about most forms of music. Um, I have a fairly strong opinion on rap, but that's the only genre of music that I have a fairly <laughs> strong opinion on. 
but I started singing uh, church music and country music and went into classical when I was in eighth and ninth grade. Um, so I grew up, and when I say country, I mean real country. Um, so I sing like stuff prior to 2000 usually, with the exception of like Garth Brooks and Toby Keith. Those are the only two real exceptions as far as the country music that I like to sing. Um, but I sing a lot of like Alan Jackson, uh, George Strait, Hank Williams Jr. and Sr. I love that kind of country music. Um, country music nowadays is basically what I call pop music with an acoustic guitar. Um, not to say that there, there aren't some really good country artists out there, but yeah. <laughs> and then as far as opera goes, I, I'm, so I'm a baritone. I'm on the lower end of the spectrum as far as voice goes. Um, and I sing a lot of classical art songs. Um, so for those of you, which is most people out there don't know about classical music is opera is specific to opera. So if you hear someone saying I'm singing an aria, an aria is a song from an opera, whereas classical music encompasses everything inside. So opera is inside classical music. An aria is a type of classical music. It's a, it's a classical song in an opera. Whereas there's art songs, which is just general classical music outside of uh, productions. So when you go and hear someone sing at a recital or a concert, they'll be singing typically a lot of art songs intermixed with a few famous arias. So when you look at like someone that most people know, that even if they don't listen to classical music, Luciano Pavarotti, one of the greatest tenors to ever live. He sang some very famous arias, but also um, he sang a lot of art songs. So like Ave Maria is an art song. It's a classical art song. Whereas his famous... Uh, the famous aria that he sang, which is Nessun Dorma, is an aria from uh, Tosta. So that's kind of the difference there. And I am not even close to Pavarotti. He's a tenor and he's way, way better than I am. Um, but Some I can't, I, I'm say. actually going to sing one of the pieces uh, that he sings today. Uh, it's the only foreign language piece I'll sing for you. I'm going to sing for you guys. It's in Italian. Um, but it is an octave floor. <laughs> well, we, I promise today we won't judge much. Um, some people have claimed I, I sound a little like Pavarotti, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll test that theory at another time. Some was that one of your croaky nights? That was a little croaky night, right? There he is. I'm probably insulting somebody right now. So the, no. I don't mean to insult anyone. That's, uh, well, let her rip, Mr. Horn. All right. Well, I'll do L'Ultima Canzone. Um, hopefully this- At some point, can you type this in the notes so we can put it up on the thing? Because I, I have no idea how. <laughs> yeah, to- here. Let me go ahead and just how do I how do I type into this thing? Just put it in the private notes when you get a chance. But when you got just let her rip when you get a chance. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll and I'll put the translation in there too. Sure. Uh, after seeing this, all right. So this is "L'ultima canzone." It's an Italian uh, classical art song by Tosti. All right. If the if the you can't hear the piano, just do this to me, okay? All right. <laughs> 
Seriously, that was awesome. That was awesome. That was good. Yeah. Thank you. Many yeah, comments that, coming in. That took me um, right back to the parking lot when I got to hear that the first time. That was oof. Oh. Be careful there, Eichmann. It will. <laughs> you know. Details, details. Details, details. <laughs> You're missing there. Now Cody, did you have background music to that? I did. Could you not hear it? 
it wasn't coming across here, but I mean, I'm going right. to tell you the capture of your voice was amazing nonetheless. Yeah. And uh, I well, don't as know long as you're... as long as you can hear the voice good, then you're fine because the the music will just keep me on track and keep me in tune. So that was yeah, yo, no, and I know a lot of times that's uh, how opera works in the fact that there's not a lot of uh, instrumental sometimes that it's just a it's a go pure the voice is the instrument. Pain in my ass sometimes. Oh, uh -oh. Handle, kind of I love Handel's music. Handel has some of the hardest music I've ever saw. Um, is he like a rapper? Is that why you struggle with that? Is that well? Actually, I will say this. So there's this thing in uh, in music called melismas, which is where you hear them go um, really fast up and down scales and stuff like that, and doing really crazy ornaments all in a row. Well, there's this piece that I did recently. It's an uh, it's out of one of Handel's. Oh, sorry. Believe it or not, Cody, we have had one other opera singer on really? the show actually, and he did he, twice, I think. He's been on. Um, he's the walking tenor, um, Daniela Jesus Hernandez. Um, and he's a veteran. He's a veteran as well. But he's been in Europe, I think, for a while now doing some performances. But yeah, so it's, it's not new to of... all of us. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would love yeah. to connect you with uh, Mr. Uh, yeah. Phenomenal. Tell me, you didn't say it, but I, I read between the lines. and That doesn't mean I got it right. But you have an adversity to rap music. Just tell me real quick why. <laughs> So it's I have an adversity to the majority of rap. Um okay. I feel like rap isn't a gosh, this is a really controversial stuff though. You you on the spot. Spot. I don't consider the majority of rap as music. Okay. I personally don't see it because here's my thing: you don't have to be a singer to rap. You just have to be someone who can either talk and beat or in other words, rhythm, um, or someone who can talk really fast in rhythm, one of the two. Um, now, not saying that there doesn't, there's no skill involved, because obviously there are some rappers that I have heard where I'm like, one, I cannot talk that fast. Um, they add, and they, and they, some of them that I've heard have some really instrument, really interesting um, music going on behind them, and some really interesting rhythm. Uh, things that the things that they're doing with rhythm that cause it to have a little bit more of an interest for me. Um, but I will I will say the majority of rap I don't think is very musical. Uh, yeah, yeah, Shannon, you don't have to be musically inclined exactly. Mr. Brooks, um, you're gonna get us in trouble here. And I'm not getting. I'm not saying that all rappers aren't musically inclined. Kanye was obviously is obviously musically inclined. There are people that like I've listened. No, that doesn't mean I listen to Kanye. I don't. Disclaimer. Um, <laughs> so there's a there's a number of veteran uh, rappers we have in our network. Uh, Topher, Marine rapper, uh, a couple. Of, I would love for an opera I would be singer to hear collab with them, and oh, again, create music. I think it would yeah. be amazing. Yeah. That would be well, that would be a very interesting collaboration. There's a you can do it. I you can do it. I mean, um, I'm not saying it can't be done. It can be done. It's just whether it's going to sound good or not. It's the question. 
Well, there was what's well, Toll for God in the background. He's it's not a an opera, but he's got a kind of a classical. He's got music. some the the Celtic uh, chant. Um, yeah, he does one of his song in Patriot as the the Celtic singing in the background, and then he he throws okay. out him and uh, Marine rapper. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it's I. I have a hard time banging two sticks together at one time. And so I, I, I'm never going to judge. Um, and you guys are the musicians, but, uh, remember that movie, the jerk? Any fight here. What? Remember What's Steve that? Martin, the jerk. He could never get the beat. He's always. Oh yeah. 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 That's kind of me. But you're too young, Cody. What you got to search for it in the old. The archives. <laughs> I've seen plenty of old movies, okay? I'm a James Bond aficionado. I've seen every single one at least twice. Mr. Mr. McNutt. Yes. Um, I heard you saying, or when you, you gave your brother's name. Now, I see the spelling, but it sounds like you're saying McNutt. Is that, how, how do you want us to pronounce it? Uh, well, the way I tell people, you say it just like you do McDonald's. It just depends on what part of the country you're in. Fair you know, enough. We're down I, here I in South, North Mississippi. We're just old country folks down here. We say McDonald's. We say McNutt. Yeah, when I go up north, it's McNutt. <laughs> I was wondering for kind of a joke in there, and so I was just, you know, you got to got to slap it a little bit and see if it's right. still alive, and that's that's how we do it. Now, here's the other part. Um, everyone has a story. Everyone can say, "Yep, I had I had a buddy. I had a buddy commit suicide." And again, it's never my place to judge that. I just, and I, again, this this is where it gets hard. This is where it goes. How do you know? How what, what's your proof that this has happened? My proof of what has happened. The, your brother's suicide. Uh, I was actually watching, trying to talk him out of it when it happened. Uh, so, uh, I witnessed the whole thing. I can't imagine what that. Feels yeah. Like. Yeah. Uh, uh, sadly, you weren't the only one that witnessed it, were you? No, there were over 200 people on that live feed that night that watched that. So that's the piece that was hidden. And again, I, I'm not trying to pry it out of you by any sense, but this is something right. that happened on a live feed, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And, and, and that's, that's why so of... many people knew his name. That's why you see so many things about him out there in the Internet land. Is because it, it did happen on a live stream on the internet, on social media. Um, and I will say this. Um, I, I do research. I like to make sure we know what we're talking about. Um, the, the stuff is out there. Yes. And I'm going to tell you right now, don't go watch it. Don't go watch it. It's out there. You can see it. Um, that has also been part of the, I'm going to say pilgrimage for lack of a better word. Uh, we've been trying to find a way to get that offline, aren't we? Yes. Um, I actually, a, a really good friend of my brother's, uh, he began a movement called reform for Ronnie. And this was for social media reform, uh, not censorship, but reform. Uh, there are some things that go on in the internet world that, uh, a lot of people just shouldn't see, uh, especially especially when it comes to people with mental health, children, and and, and families and things. Uh, because I can tell you uh, from personal experience, the, 
we, we get harassed all the time. We get cyber harassment. We get telephone harassment. Uh, Internet trolls have actually got our personal cell phone numbers at this point. Uh, we get we get snippets of the video sent to us. We get recordings of his last words sent to us. Uh, so the reform for Ronnie was meant to go in and, like I say, not censor, but reform the way that AI and social media platforms work their detection and reporting systems and uh, i will tell you that every one of them uh, volunteered to work with the family safety commission of america except for facebook which was the platform that he was live on that night they pretty much said our condolences wish you the best Wow. Even though the video had been, had started getting reported within the first five minutes, the video was over two hours long. And once he completed the act, they still left the video up for another uh, hour and 49 minutes. Even though it had been reported thousands of times, we kept everybody kept getting the message it didn't violate community standards. And they blamed that on COVID. So we get into the conversation, and this is the piece that – we we're not going to have a political conversation. This is this is right. political in the sense. This is political in the sense. And, right, right. Um, it can be. It, it can be. It can be. But just it's not coming from the big white building, but it's coming from the way we decipher the rules and processing. And and uh, I just I don't understand. It, this is malfeasance, is what it is. It's malfeasance. Right. right. It's not right. being responsible and. And I get, and I've settled into the fact that our our society is not ready for social media on on any level at all anywhere. No. Uh, just because of, like you say, the the people that are involved in in the cyber harassment that is out there. Um, and what a disgrace to to society and mankind as a whole. And I. I, I'm sorry, and the, my heart goes out to you and your family that that exists, and you are are tagged with that probably more than you need to. You no one needs to relive that; it exists permanently in your hearts because it was a loved one. And uh, um, I, I've reached out to, um, and for the lack of the, I, I can't think of the organization right now. It's the guys that wear white masks. Um, Great Londini. Uh, yes, no, I, Greg, no, I've reached no, out. Um, I've reached out to others who are like professional hackers for good, yeah. and I've said, you know, what can we do uh, to get this gone? And just we, we get to. When I say we, I mean I'm. I'm we we use the comment with you. Right. You guys get to live with this forever, every day, and all your time. Anonymous is the name of the organization. Oh yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't think of, um, and. I what a, a I'm sorry, brother. Uh, it does validate your mission. It does validate all of our missions in trying to save our most precious um, commodities and in this in our world in our in our life, and that is life. Um, yeah. And the people that have decided to serve, and I, I haven't come and I haven't had anyone share with me a great reason why other than mental health. And I get that. Um, I, I, I'm going to continue on this pilgrimage to figure out and learn the wise, but 
I don't really care about the whys. I, I want to care about the, you know, I saw a great quote, and this is coming from Trident Mindset. If a friend asks, has to ask you for help, you're not a friend. So that's the point of all of this is right. we shouldn't have to wait to figure out that this has happened or that our our family members or our brothers and sisters in arms or our service members are struggling and suffering. If you're a friend, reach out, share. Um, again, two organizations on here, but we've had, we got Brian Gibson with uh, um, Operation Project Diehard and, um, and Fab Rush. Um, many, many, many organizations. And again, back to our, our monologue at the beginning, this is why we're here. We're trying to create the fact that there really are no gaps but the only reason why there are gaps are because uh, people don't know the information and there's right. not enough money to accommodate the need to help. And I'm telling you, that's a fallacy. Um, yeah. I, I've heard in the millions and billions of dollars, the dollars of legacy funds that are going untouched. Well, why are, why are these, including ourselves, why are we not touching these legacy dollars that exist out there? And why are they not being relinquished to, to cover humanity and we'll figure those pieces out um i love being in the battle with you brother i'm sorry we're in the battle for the reasons that we're in the battle together um thank you for being on here we're not done um we're gonna let cody have another shot out and then we're gonna figure out what's next for hinderless 22 all right what's next cody so next, actually, I have a more recent classical art song that was written within the last, like, 30 years. Um, it's titled American Anthem. Um, and uh, the words speak, speak for itself. Uh, I love this piece. It's a rather patriotic song. So, again, I will let the words speak for this. Oh, we've been given by those who came the dreams of the nation where freedom would endure. The works and prayers of centuries have brought us to this day. What shall be our legacy? What will our children say? Let them say of I was one who believed in sharing the blessing I received. Let me know in my heart and my days of America, America, I gave my best to you. Each generation from the plains to distant shores where the gifts that they were given were determined to leave more. Valiant battles fought together, acts of conscience fought alone. These are the seeds from which America has grown. Let them say of me, I was one who believed in 
That's a lot of air you have to have. <laughs> Definitely. Awesome. Kind of amazing. I, I wish you could put some more emotion into that, please. Uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't quite feeling it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I was starting off the, the last semester, and my professor, knowing me, know, as, as, you, as we stated earlier, that I'm the cowboy opera singer. We literally we start talking about repertoire for the semester. And he's like, "You want to sing something patriotic?" I'm like, "Yeah!" <laughs> he's like, "Check these songs out." So I chose this one. Do you have that on track? I do not have. I have a. Gosh, do I have a recording of this somewhere? I might have a recording of it somewhere. That would be. I think we could find a use for that. What well, What's next for Cody Horn? Where, where are you going to go next? What's What's the plan? So the next step on the list, as far as this year goes, um, I'm looking at some programs, to, some vocal programs to do in the summer. Um, I've got a program I'm applying for in Houston. Uh, I've got one that I'm applying for in Italy. And I've got um, a competition that I'm applying for in Mar May in May. I'm currently doing two competitions online. Um, one I just got into the semifinals for. I'm about to hear back as far as if I'm got I've gotten into the finals. Um, and then uh, the other competition I won't hear back until the end of January. Um, as far as after undergrad, we're not in. Uh, all we know is that I'm going to be going on to grad school. Um, I've got a list of grad schools that I'm going to apply to. Um, those include Rice University down in Houston, Cincinnati, excuse me, Cincinnati College Conservatory of Music in Cincinnati, Ohio, Northwestern University in Chicago, and a couple others. Um, but those are the main ones. Um, I got into Rice and Cincinnati when I was going into undergrad. Um, 
Rice was initially my first, my top choice, but they wanted me to pay too much money, so <laughs> that was knocked out. Uh, I was one of only three people I was accepted in for Rice University's undergrad uh, voice program, uh, only male. And they tried to the school of music tried to get me money, but the Rice financial department looked at my parents, and so my mom's the captain on the Boeing seven forty seven for UPS, and makes decent to good money and they're like she can pay for all your tuition and we're like no <laughs> no that is not how that works <laughs> that is my mother's I, money not my money right. that is so interesting how they they want us to have more time under training before they take us under uh, under their wing to ment- to be mentored because then we actually know what we're doing a little bit more. We know a little bit more about our voice because our voices are always changing. Now our voice doesn't change as much between like 20 to 30 as it does when we're like go through puberty. That's like the biggest shift. Um, I literally went from a boy soprano to a bass in five months. <laughs> I was cracking all over the place. It was bad. Um, but there is a reason why in a, it, when people are in college for opera, we will say, like, I currently say I'm a baritone, but by no means that does that mean I'm going to stay a baritone. I sure. could turn into a tenor. Somehow, Lord, please know, I might turn into a tenor. <laughs> if you watch but, cartoons, uh, it takes one good shot down south. And you... <laughs> yeah, that would not be fun. Yeah, they did that for a long time, actually. The Castrati. That's the technical term, actually. That is the literal term for those singers. They don't do it. I, I think it's illegal. It's pretty, I'm pretty sure it's illegal now. Um, I had hoped um, so. My guess is. But it was really big that once you, like, before you hit puberty, if you because they didn't allow women to sing in operas for the longest time. So no, all the female roles were sung by yep. male sopranos that were known as that were called castrati because they were, yeah, snipped off <laughs> when they were really young. <laughs> all right, we got which I don't we ever want to think about. I have to learn about. I'm trying to, you're trying to give me PTSD here or something. You could say the show just went south, but I mean, trust that's me, you. one of our professors tried to have fun with us by showing it, trying to show us. Pictures of the tools that we're using, we're all just like, no. no. What, what, you, what, you, what you do with you and your professors, need just leave them. Right? We're we're done with this conversation. Oh boy, oh boy. But yeah. So yeah, that's. <laughs> it's great having you. Thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, it was good to be here. Mr. McNutt. Yeah. Next for Hinderless Twenty Two. Uh, well, like I said, we, we started construction on Ronnie's retreat. Uh, that's going to be our big undertaking this year. Uh, we're still doing all of our regular stuff. We're still doing service dogs. Uh, we've actually got a couple of dogs in training now. Uh, man, it, it's almost like a, just a continuation of everything. Uh, festival season will start. That's a lot of the ways we raise our money is sell our merchandise. We set up at all the festivals and all the markets and, we also go around and uh, support other nonprofits. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were actually in South Carolina with Vet Life for Life, helping do a Christmas fundraiser for veterans' families and a 22K for the 22 a day. Uh, we'll be doing some other fundraisers this year where it'll not only help us, but also other organizations such as Autism, uh, 
congenitive heart disease, different things like that. We try to get involved in a little bit of everything because we were, you know, more than there's a lot of veterans that need help. And we focus a lot on our veterans, but there's also others out there that need a little help, too. And we, we try to do what we can, not just for our veterans, but also for the community as an overall, because my, that's the way my brother was. Uh, and a lot of people don't don't know this about my brother. He was also a mental health advocate. So that kind of goes along with the reason we started this. And uh, if you don't mind, I want to share one, one of my favorite phrases that he said, one of his statements one time. He said uh, he had a video and he called it, I had a bad day. And at the end of that video, he looked in the camera and he said, look, you may have a bad day, but it's not a bad life. And that stuck with me all these years. And uh, that's something I want everybody to remember, too. We're going to have bad days. That don't mean it's a bad life. We, we can get through it all. So, uh, but we've got a lot of stuff coming up as well. Uh, we'll also be at the Warrior to Us 4th of July celebration in Missouri. Uh, we got that coming up. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna hit it hard getting re Ronnie's retreat built up this year, and uh, that's gonna be our main thing. But like I said, we'll still be doing all of our other stuff. We'll still be doing scholarships. We'll still be you know helping veterans financially. We'll still be doing service dogs. Uh, we've expanded into uh, addict recovery now, uh, so we're working on stuff with that too. And it's just uh, man, I tell you, we got so much going on. It's hard to remember everything. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. And uh, is that all on I, your webpage? Then all of it is is connected on your web your website. Not every bit of it yet. We'll be updating the website here pretty soon. Uh, we're actually fixing to go to a different provider web provider. Uh, okay. What oh, are we frozen? Do you have a guy? Yes, I do. Okay. He's actually a veteran that I deployed with on my first deployment. He he does all okay. my IT stuff with Whenever Web, so we're working on that. But yeah, it definitely needs to be updated. Uh, it's it's bad out of date. We get so caught up in and doing the things that mm -hmm. the website a lot of times kind of gets looked over. You know, the website for us is the last thing, and it sucks because I know people want information, schedules right. and dates, and the, I'm like I'm. I'm here. I, I need a person just to do that. And that's, that's a tough part of the, the mission and what we got, what we're doing. It is. It is. So, yes. um, I liked, I liked your piece and I, and I guess I want to piggyback a little bit about the bad day piece. It's that's exactly why I don't do resolutions. And the fact, and I teach my students this, if you have a bad day on January 1st, then you're going to wait for your next resolution. You got 365 days to wait. Um, you can renew every minute. You can renew every hour. You can renew every day. And it just, okay, I pooped the bed. I don't need someone to tell me I pooped the bed. I know I pooped the bed. And what do I need to do to move forward? And um, it's that is such a critical piece to know is that, again, I love it. You you can have a bad day. It's not going to be a bad life. And you can, you can smaller that down to the minute if you want to. And oh, just yeah. remember, just because you have a moment doesn't mean it has to wreck the, the hour. It doesn't have to wreck the day. It doesn't have to wreck the year. So, um, exactly. so, well, I'm excited to continue to watch and see where you go. Um, and again, at some point we, we do have a rule that we do end up in the same place at the same time. 
it's important that we get to put paws on each other. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but uh, that's that been learned to be therapeutic to me. And just uh, the amount of hugs I've given since we started the People's Patriot Project uh, has been amazing and therapeutic and is it's what drives us, to be honest with you. Um, you said it in the middle of your your dialogue about the the missing the the camaraderie, and that's exactly what we try to build: is opportunities and situations where we can bring veterans and first responders. We call them family, and uh, I feel like uh, uh, we, even though this is the first time you and I have talked, really, uh, and this is our show. The, I want to say that we we are family, and I know there's uh, some quotes that go along with that. Uh, uh, we'd love to have that dialogue and continue that conversation, but, uh, um, we are, we are blessed. We capital W E our nation, our country, our, our network are blessed because both of you coming on tonight and we greatly appreciate it. Uh, one of the things that we do mention and want to mention that at every time, uh, we have our show, everyone's got one of these and it takes less than six seconds to share uh, with you, um, a quick message. Uh, a brother reached out to me today and shared that a loved one had passed. And I'm like, uh, thank you for sharing. I know that touched close. Uh, it doesn't take anything to have a couple minutes of dialogue with them. Um, and we do ask you to do it by a six pack. It's it's simple. Uh, find six people in your life. I, I do say uh, find some of the strongest people in your life and reach out and just saying, hey, I was thinking about you. Um, find uh, one of the leaders of the organizations uh, and say, hey, we're thinking about you. Um, they're all across the country. They're all in need of help and support. Uh, time, talent, and treasure is what they all need. Uh, we also need to have someone find a way to get educated enough to get some of these legacy funds for all of us to be able to move our missions forward. Um, it, it's absolutely I, I personally think it's criminal that we are in the position that we're in, but uh, that's another conversation for another day. Um, anything in closing, Cody? Yeah, um, it's funny because – well, it's actually it's not funny. First of all, uh, I would like to say my condolences to you, Mr. McNutt. Um, but there was a professor that I had um, for my 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 genetic <laughs> communications class in uh, here at Belmont where we had to do a research project and speech on one of the given topics. And one of the topics that he had was active duty and veteran PTSD and suicide. And I ended up doing my speech on that. And when I started looking up the numbers, I was astonished at the numbers of, I think it's 37,000, just over 37,000 have died since uh, 9-11 uh, from suicide. And that number is huge. I, I can't believe how many people have, have taken have taken their lives. Um, yeah. My mom actually had me talk with a family friend of theirs. I'm going to leave his name out. Do you guys know of the uh, incident that occurred on 1967 on the USS Forstall? What happened was, and the guy that I, I talked to, the family friend of ours, was a handler on the deck of this of this aircraft carrier a weapons malfunction occurred on one of the aircraft that caused a missile to fire and rupture a tank on an a4 that then blew a hole in the deck 
killing over 160 men, injuring over another 130. This man was on the deck when it happened. And he had, he was one of the men tasked with uh, basically uh, taking the burnt bodies and IDing them and separating them and everything. And he described to me the entire – and it changed him. I mean, those things to, – to think of what that does to a person. He never talked to his wife about it until they had been married for almost, what, 35 years? Um, and he was talking with me over – and I was just like, that is like I was on the phone and I'm just like, oh gosh, it, it it's ridiculous. And I have family that both my parents were in the Navy. They were aviators. I have cousins that are in the army. They went to West Point. One of them flies Apaches. The other one's almost a Ranger. Not entirely sure what that's what was going on there. Um, and then the other one was at West Point until he had uh, Crohn's disease. Um and so he had some interesting things there, but I, I understand the, uh, I understand the problem that is that is occurring, that should not be a problem. Um, the PTSD and suicide is not just also big in the in the, in the uh, veterans community. It's just it, it is a problem. It is, and it, the thing is, is it's mostly a first world problem. Yeah. Um, and you're talking about social media, and I was going to say earlier. But I didn't want to butt in. It's not it, social media is not bad just for that reason. It also um, shows only the good parts of people's lives. And I've talked with actually quite a few people about this, where there's a lot of people that end up getting depressed. They go like, "Oh, my life doesn't look as lavish or as happy as this person," and it causes them to go into a downward spi- spiral, and they get depression off of that. Social media is not a good thing. I don't. Right. Want, I, I I have social media for two reasons. One for music because it, it's kind of a thing that we musicians kind of have to use now, and two because of my friends. I have friends all over the country that I I, I don't have phone numbers for all of them. Um, I have four friends that I stay in contact with from Washington. One, two, three of them still live in Washington. One's in North Dakota. I have friends in Vegas. I have friends in Virginia. So I, it, it's it's useful in a sense, but like. Right. When you list all the cons and all the all, and all the pros, the cons far outweigh the pros in my opinion. Right, and I I don't know the steps that need that that can be taken realistically. That's something I'm very open for, and I would love to discuss with people that know what they're talking about. I don't, um, and I and, and I freely give up. I'm like, hey, yeah, I did a research project on PTSD and and suicide. That doesn't make me an expert. Right. But it gives me a, a window into what's going on. And the great thing about the fact that, that that was one of the topics is that actually every single class period that he he taught, someone gave that same speech. And we yeah. all used a lot of the same statistics. We all use, we all had our own different stories. Um, so about, oh, we had about 30 people per class in that for that professor. And he had four classes. That's 120 kids. In one semester, that learned about that. So, mm. at least that's something, in my opinion. At least those kids are learning about that. Because I remember giving that speech, and half the kids that when I gave that number, that thirty-seven thousand, they're all just like, "What?" And that's yeah, one of the problems. You know, that's why we that's why we always talk about breaking the stigma. You know, uh, suicide is the last taboo in America. That's the last. That's the only thing left. Nobody wants to talk about. They can talk about sex. They can talk about sexuality. You can talk about anything. But when it comes to talking about suicide, veteran suicide, 
Nobody wants to talk about that. So nobody knows well, anything about it. And we need more education on it. It needs to go from the back room of the doctor's office out to a public forum in the streets so the public knows the issue and the epidemic that's going on with it. And that's the only way we don't can bring in more help. I think in the bottom line, I think, I think we need to get rid of the, the cancer. And I don't know if this is plausible. And again, I'm not a, I don't want to use the word bully, but the, the reality, we, we need more compassion. That's the approach. The, get yeah. rid of that part. Yeah. The compassion piece is the piece that we need to, to highlight, showcase, and put out there and say that we do have people that have compassion. Um, mm -hmm. we do have people that believe in you and I, cause I, I think that is the piece that comes on the end is the value and the worth and you know, who believes in me. Mm -hmm. right. And that mm -hmm. person has come to the point where, and again, I don't want to put words into anyone's thoughts or, but I, I, I think they get to a point where there's a, a feel of less worth and that's not the case. I, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand what it gets to the point. The thing is, the task is simple and easy if you can talk yourself into it. Yeah. It's simple. Yes. A lot of people so, mess it up. Right. Yeah. Um, I also think that, and this is me slightly political, but it's not, it's it's from both sides, in a sense. When um, you talk about compassion, there's actually a lot more compassionate people out there than people think. Um, but the, the fact a lot that, but the of the media is it's not showcased. It, no right. one's showing. And that's what I was about to say. The media has led us to believe on both sides, not just the left, not just the right. Both have led us to believe that the that the United States is so divided that we can't find common ground. Right, that's, or at least to the point where, and that's a problem. In a whole the moment that you just believe that there cannot be a discussion, stops that discussion from happening. And when I lived in Washington State, as I said, I'm a Christian conservative. I went to a very, very political high school. Um, I'll give you an example of how political a school was um, and how r radical a lot of the students were. When I was a sophomore there, we started a youth conservatives club. We couldn't get in the door the first day to that classroom because there was over 100 kids protesting us. Just protesting us being there. And yeah. many times, this was also during the time when all the kneeling was going on. We started every every meeting, Pledge of Allegiance. All those people would be kneeling in the back. Um, and twice, I got physically assaulted leaving that room. Nothing ever happened to those kids. That and that's them. a lack of compassion is what it is. It's that's ignorance. a lack of compassion. It's, it's ignorance. But then it's I, also not being, it's, I also look at all the people that I, have, I, I was friends with. I um. <laughs> Um, but uh, I uh, I had a lot. My friends consisted of three people, basically, uh, three groups of people. In, in, when I was at that high school, it was either Mormons, conservatives, which typically overlapped, <laughs> um, or or the compassionate people, which it did not matter who they were. I had plenty of friends that were that I would put in the compassionate category that were liberal, that were democratic. But when we had conversations about policies and politics and all that stuff we had a, an agreement with each other that we would be civil and we'd come at it with an open mind my my dad taught me this i don't know where the saying's from it has to be from somewhere because my dad never would not have thought of this um i shouldn't say that but um it's foolish uh, for a, ma a wise man to argue with a deaf one 
It is unwise to argue with a deaf man. And I actually <laughs> I told my I told my dad recently the story about when I was at that high school. I had a friend who was a conservative. He was arguing with a liberal, and they started to get in a screaming match. And I walked over to him and I and I said in front of the both of them. It is unful. It is unwise to argue with a deaf man, and walked away with my friend, and left everybody speechless. But and he he thought about it. He's like, that's very true. Like a lot of those people that are screaming at you don't want to hear your perspective. They're deaf to you. They, they, but that no is not the majority of America, in my opinion. There's just a lot of silent people out there that don't want to risk putting their views out there because they don't know what's going to happen to them. They don't want to run into the people that are going to scream at them. I had to deal with that for two and a half years in high school. Now, I will say, the day after election day in 2016, sweet justice. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful day. But uh, Gabriel's got a good question. Does compassion equal being tolerant or is it love and truth? And uh, that's a great great question. Because... I think I think it's more so love and truth because if you are loving in the truth, you will be tolerant. I think it's almost one and the same, but not quite. <laughs> a lot of well, people will that's say a, that's I, a I, whole that's a whole another conversation, and yeah. uh, we, we sadly do got to start closing the my, show. Um, well, can I say one last thing real quick? Sure. About the compassionate people, the compassionate people usually just say, "I'm open minded." That is the key to being to having a civil conversation, in my opinion. Just just be open minded and be loving. Gabriel believes tolerance is rooted in feeling, not logic. How about maybe does it come with a level of education? What I don't been think that you have been to be educated. To? No, well, I, think, I think more people need to start listening to understand instead of just start listening instead of listening just to reply. Though I think that's one of the big problems. I think yes. people don't listen to understand. They just listen to give their own reply because they're so worried about being right that they can't solve an yes. issue. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Andrea, what do you got in closing? Well, I just want to thank these guys for coming on tonight. Um, Joe, Joey, it was great to get to know you more. And Cody, good to see you again. Um, and too. thank you for sharing that music. And I think, Joey, we got a we have such similar paths and you're moving at a super fast pace right now. So I, we're here, we're here. You guys can lean on us as well. And we always just, I mean, we're way up here in the Midwest and I don't know, there's, there's a lot of little parts and pieces here in the Midwest and we're trying to rope them together. So, you know, we can put those in the same direction as well. So um, all those little parts and pieces, as you know, come together to make it, to catch it's like a net to catch all those that are suffering that's our goal that's so. and, and what we've done is it's moved so much more faster than i ever imagined when we started i mean it's but once it got going I, I'm, I'm one of those guys I'm, i just don't stop <laughs> i just don't <laughs> there no, is a what do you call it there there's a yeah there there's a it's not a code it's a formula it's there's a type A person, and I know your type of person, Mr. McNutt. It's there are there are people that serve, uh, and it's not all people that serve, but it's the people that are willing to do something bigger than themselves and willing to put themselves on the. 
I, Gabriel, we'll come to your question. Um, Gabriel is a great friend, a uh, veteran down in uh, Nashville. Uh, he does have a very important question. I, the, it's a time and place question. We'll, we'll get real quick, get to Gabriel's question, just for sake of doing before we close out. Um, I don't think you're either one of you are fat. I think he means far. You're not too far from our guy, yeah. Bourbon Battle Buddy. So, yeah. What are your thoughts on the target marketing on social media of catnip aimed at underage cats? Um, what? Oh, dude, <laughs> seriously? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, That's dangerous. That what is I the danger Is this what I think it means? Is this a secondary meaning to this that I'm thinking that it means? Or is this the actual literal? Let's just go at base level for right now. (laughs) Okay. I'm just like, there's two meanings to this. The literal meaning and underage cats. Um, It's it's definitely, you know, here's the deal. Catnip's not illegal. So let the cats have their catnip. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, but somebody's going to make bang on that. You know that. Well, that's just, that's just we your live in a free it. market world, and uh, you get to crap. make things on free market world. Yeah, if it's cheapest legal, way to make your cats happy. Yeah, cheapest yeah. way to make your cats happy just buy canned tuna fish. You eat the tuna fish, you leave the juice, you give them the juice. They're happy. You're happy. Done. Hang on, is this really Gabe? Is Gabriel really the one typing? I don't know. Uh, Here we go, Jeremy. We're getting too close again, aren't we? Thank you for being our moderator, by the way. Where were you? No, I'm kidding. You were there last week. Oh, Mr. shoot, you guys. What's next? Did I already ask you what's yeah. next for Nicholas? Yeah. Yep. In closing. Oh, yeah, we did that. What? Jeez, yep. you got me so distracted right now. You didn't Thank even move you your for all cursor. our trolls. We appreciate you. Um, anything in closing, Mr. McNutt? Uh, you know, I, like I said, I just want everybody to know that they make somebody else's life better just by being in theirs. We're going to have bad days. It's not a bad life. Reach out to each other. It doesn't have to be somebody that's not feeling well reaching out for help. It can also be us reaching out to others. And don't be afraid to reach out. I mean, I, I talked to, I talked to several, several veterans every day i mean people reach out to me through tiktok through facebook hey i'm gonna talk to you you know that's what we're here for let's all let's all work together and we can do a whole lot more good than if it's just one or two of us here and there you know yes well said perfect points made uh thank you for everyone remember we are the beacon of opportunity we are the beacon of hope um, and I'm talking as an organization and I'm talking as individuals. You can brighten anyone's day by the messages you are sending them in the tone and attitude. That's the new favorite one in the, in this household, uh, the tone and attitude. Um, it's not hard. And again, if you're wanting more out of the relationship than the relationships giving you, maybe you need to find another relationship and that's what it comes down to. If you are serving that relationship, uh, then uh, then your friends shouldn't ever have to ask for help. And there's the truth. Um, if you know someone that's in need, um, either you take care of it or reach out to us. That's what we do. 
Um, when I say us, I'm talking about here in the list 22 and the people's Patriot project. Um, I hope we get the chance to collab on the, on this mission of saving lives uh, until we lessen. Uh, my heart says it's going to be hard to, to get rid of it completely, but uh, I, I'm going to try My skin's in the game. I know Mr. McNutt's skin is the game. And uh, we appreciate all those who come in and message and do what we do. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for the network, and thank you. Uh, you've you've proven yourself time over time again. Uh, the work's not done, but remember, we got to pull all of we the people, not just those that have served, into this mission. Um, that's how we're going to be successful, and that's how we're going to save life. Um, Patriot Pride, thanks for being here, uh, and we will catch you next week. With, well, I guess me and Andrew will see you tomorrow on our debrief, and um, again, thanks for being here. Thanks for your mission. Patriot Pride.